One of my favorite sayings is, this too shall pass. You're in the middle of a bear market, this too shall pass. You're in the middle of a bull market, this too shall pass. The only thing that we can count on is the impermanence of regimes. The only thing we can count on is change. Whatever you're experiencing right now, you will not be experiencing this forever. Everything changes over time. Let me just say that at various points in my life, I have felt poor. And at various points in my life, I have felt rich. Sometimes I've been in the middle. Right now, I feel poor, but this too shall pass. And sometimes I felt rich, and it passed. We have bull markets and bear markets. Sometimes they make awesome trades, and sometimes they make stupid trades and everything in between. That's my intro for today. Now I want to talk about what I really want to talk about, which is life insurance. I just got approved for life insurance. I got a $3 million policy. Okay. I, I was on the radio for two years. And anytime the subject of insurance came up, I always talked about how I hate life insurance, particularly whole life insurance. We'll get to that later. Um, I don't have any kids. I'm married. I don't have any kids. I have substantial assets. I don't need, I don't need insurance. If I die, my wife gets everything, but we're in the middle of building this house. And for a short period of time, we have a lot of debt. So I did want some insurance in case I get fucking run over on the road and, you know, we have a lot of debt from the house and my wife, you know, it just makes sense. It just makes to have sense to insurance. So what it actually is, it's a, it's an amortizing life insurance policy. So the policy starts out at 3 million and next year it's a 2.7 million and the year after that it's a 2.4 million and so on. Okay. And the, the idea of this is so that it approximately mirrors a mortgage. And it actually works out because our mortgage is a 10-year arm and it works out perfectly, 10 years. So let me tell you, life insurance companies do very extensive medical exams on people applying for life insurance. I had to fill out a huge amount of paperwork. It was insane. Uh, multiple questionnaires and it was, it actually was, it's kind of a stressful process, you know, like they dig through all your health records. They go to your doctor's offices. They get all the health records for the last 10 years and they try to find derogatory information, you know? So in my case, I have bipolar disorder and I'm also a little fat, but aside from that, I'm pretty healthy. Okay. But the bipolar disorder knocked me down a tier and I'm not getting the lowest rates for life insurance. I'm getting lower rates. So for a $3 million policy, I'm going to have to pay about $10,000 a year in premiums, which is substantial. There is also the issue of tobacco use. Now, I don't use tobacco. I use Zin. Zin is nicotine pouches. Okay. But there was this whole issue with the Zin because some insurance companies look at Zin as tobacco and they put you in the tobacco tier, which means you have to pay a shitload of premiums. And I had to go with an insurance company that was smart and looked at the Zin as non-tobacco. So that was a whole process, right? 
It doesn't have the same health risks. Of, it's, there's no tobacco. There's no cancer, right? So the insurance companies haven't figured this out yet. If you are a smoker and you're trying to get life insurance, good luck to you. Like, it's insane. Which I, I guess makes sense because if you're a smoker or a dipper or whatever, like your life expectancy is substantially diminished. So you're going to have all kinds of health problems. But this was a painful process. And this went on for like six months. And one of the things they do during this process is they warn you about fraud. Okay. They're like, it is a felony to defraud an insurance company and blah, blah, blah. They tell you this all the time. So, you know, my life insurance broker, who is a friend of mine, he's like, don't lie on the application. Tell the truth. And I'm like, of course, I always tell the truth. So um, basically, here's what they do. You fill out the application and you have this big, long questionnaire. And then they have an interview where they ask you all the same fucking questions that are on the questionnaire to see if you screw up. And I knew this was going to happen. So when I filled out the questionnaire, I printed it out. So when I had the phone interview, I just had it right in front of me. And I just read off the application. Like, you could you could get in trouble just totally accidentally. You're like, I smoke six cigars a year versus four cigars a year. And you just like, and you have inconsistent answers and then you get in trouble. Like, I really, and, and meanwhile, like I'm on the phone with the interviewing guy. And he's like, I'm trying to like, at least inject a little levity into the situation, make some jokes. And this guy had no sense of humor. The whole thing just sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. You can go to jail seriously for trying to get life insurance. Christ. So, um, and the best part is the best part is, so you have to get labs done, but you don't go to like lab core or anything. They, you have to um, get a nurse that like they'll send a nurse over to your house. So the nurse was this super annoying woman. Um, she was nice enough, but very talky. And I'm like, look, like I just want to get this done. And uh, she did like the cats. So she didn't hang out with the cats. Um, but it's super awkward because they have to get a blood test. So that's easy enough. They you get a blood, a blood sample. But then you need a urine sample and it's like my house and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom and pee in this cup and I don't know what she's doing in the other room. And then I come back and I've got this cup full of pee and it's just really weird, man. The whole thing is just fucking weird. <laughs> Seriously. Like it's one thing to like give somebody a urine sample in a doctor's office, but it's just weird in your house. Just very strange. So, like I said, the first year I'm going to have three million worth of coverage, and the second year I have two point seven million, and it corresponds to the size of the mortgage. Uh, I don't want this policy to pay off. I don't want to die. I mean, I don't think my wife wants me to die either, because I, you know, honestly, I'm probably worth more than three million bucks. But at least if I kick the bucket, she gets three million bucks. We can pay off the house. It's fine. So this is where you uh, queue up all the jokes about her murdering me to get the life insurance payout. Now I am worth more dead than alive. So, 
But like I said, I'm not a fan of whole life insurance. Term life insurance, great. This is a term policy. It's a term policy. It's not whole life insurance, okay? Whole life, basically whole life is a combination of two things. It's an insurance policy and it's an investment vehicle, right? And I don't why, I don't understand why you have to combine the two things. Why do you have to mix your peas and carrots? I want the peas over here and the carrots over there. Like I can invest fine on my own. I don't need to combine it with an insurance policy. I don't, I've never understood it. I, I don't get it. Now, whole life insurance does have tax advantages. Great. I don't care. So I don't get it. I've never understood it. My brother says that he has lots of life insurance. <clears throat> and I don't know if he has term life or whole life or what. But apparently he's got life insurance up the wazoo. And great. Terrific. Um, this will probably be the only life insurance policy that I ever have. Now, when I was at Lehman, I got offered life insurance through Northwestern Mutual. And I don't know how they managed to do this, but they had a relationship with the banks and they would come to the banks. They would come to the trading floor and you would sit in a conference room with them and they would try to sell you life insurance. And at the time I was like 29 years old and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I don't care. And I didn't get any. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at what I would have to contribute a month to this life insurance, like 900 bucks a month or whatever. I'm like, that's, I'm not doing that. Not so, but Northwestern mutual, I don't, I don't like ragging on individual companies in the podcast, but these guys, you know, I've, this has happened to me like six times. Okay. Where some distant acquaintance on wall street gets spit out the bottom of the buy side and ends up as, as an insurance salesman for Northwestern mutual and their business plan is for them to exploit all the contacts that they've ever had in their entire life and try to sell them insurance. And somehow I end up on that list. And in two cases, in two cases, these were people that I never got along with. Like there was a guy at a hedge fund who like wouldn't speak to me. Like he thought I was like a second class citizen. He never talked to me. And then all of a sudden he's selling life insurance and he's my best friend. And there was another guy who like was reading my newsletter and I was like, hey, man, why don't you why don't you like pay for it? And he's like, I don't pay for things. And he, he was just like stealing my stuff. And then a couple years later, he's trying to sell me life insurance. He's my best friend. I'm like, fuck you. What the hell? You know. My gifted and talented camp, my CTY roommate uh, in 1990, I hadn't and I got along with this guy. Great. And I, I hadn't talked to him in years. And I get an email from him out of the blue. He's like, what's up, Rumi? And I'm like, hey, man. So I set up a call. And he's at Northwestern Mutual. Now, at this point, I'm not, I'm like not getting the joke. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've had some people from Northwestern Mutual contact me in the past. I'm not really interested. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's actually exploiting me as a contact. I'm like, fucking, this is terrible. So anyway, I see these guys coming 10 miles away. If insurance was so great, it would sell itself. You wouldn't need salesmen. So, uh, anyway, now I'm covered. I have life insurance. And if I go take a dirt nap, you will at least know my wife made out like a bandit and the cats. 
Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Gillian. See you next time.